Steve Anthony, this is Fox News. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. The Bighorn Women's Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. With more than 30 years of providing excellent service to Sheridan area businesses, Parker Mellinder has the knowledge and expertise to help solve your bookkeeping problems, answer questions about IRS notices, and discuss your business concerns. Schedule a review of your financial records today, and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls, and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Open Lines, Aaron Palmer. Good morning on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer in, and as always, Mr. Ron Richter, the guest, well, I shouldn't say guest host, the co-host. Co-host, yes. Co-host. And our guest host, Cindy Pop, with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, correct? Yes. And absolutely. what is our title up there? I am the operations manager. Wow. Yeah. So you're kind of like just a step below the director then, right? Yep, just below. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we did get an expert in this morning. So I suppose. We have you in because we wanted to talk about the uh, first Northern Bank poll question we had for the last week, which was, and this was prompted by a story that came out a couple weeks ago in Buffalo that uh, the shelter there was having issues with the city council i'm not sure exactly what all they are they haven't come out yet mm -hmm. but the council was kind of concerned about funding the the shelter which to me seemed kind of ridiculous i mean it's it's a community service that they're providing none of us want to be hip deep in fur critters no you know so it, it's doing a service to the community so i didn't know really what the problem was with the city council they're still trying to work it out at this point but it looks like it's probably going to get funded but that's where this came from so the poll question ron if you would bring that up and the, tell us uh, what it was the first northern bank of wyoming poll question of the week do you agree with your tax dollars going to support local animal shelters uh 325 people said yes 142 said no and 14 were undecided are you surprised at that a little bit yes the nose or yes just the nose honestly I, I i thought it would be a little bit less yeah a little bit more lopsided but huh it, it is a little lopsided though 325 to 142 that's mm -hmm. a pretty yeah. pretty good percentage but Three uh, one. but still you would think that people and nobody knows what and if if you if you voted no call in and tell us why yes you know just let Absolutely. us know just because we're curious to find out but most people when they look at this 
feel that this is a service. We don't want to have, you know, stray cats and dogs running around whatever community you're in. And that's what the shelter does. And it's not just housing these animals. There are programs, um, spay and neuter programs mm -hmm. that, that all of the shelters are involved in that to help that situation, to keep the populations down. So there are a slew of things that the that the animal shelters do to help their communities. Um, Cindy, tell us uh, some of the other things. I mean, I hit on the big ones and mm -hmm. everybody, but what other things do shelters do for communities? So like you mentioned, we do the spay-neuter um, vouchers. Mm -hmm. We actually, they're vouchers. Um, you do a copay, and then we pay the difference for the surgery. Um, we house all the stray animals from the city. Um, we have low adoption prices um, and all of our adoption <clears throat> prices cover basically the first almost year if not more of owning an animal um, which is very expensive for as most pet owners know <laughs> um, we we do a lot for the community we do our vaccination clinics as well um, and that's right. low-cost vaccinations. We recently expanded our vaccination clinic into adding um, rabies and FVRCP for cats, which is feline leukemia, and distemper parvo for dogs. We also added in a no-cost um, quick physical exam. Which, uh, that's another thing, is that, that when the shelters get these animals, it's not like you just feed them keep them there and then just turn around and and, and uh, right. adopt them out i mean yep. they have to have you know they have to be looked at they by have a vet to be, yep. and and they have to get you know medical attention whatever Absolutely. it may be so that's also <laughs> part of the cost yep. that the shelter bears for that so that's part of what the uh, tax dollars from the communities goes to support yes yes yep so we keep a vet on staff three days a week um, and she does physical exams. We do testing if it is necessary, um, any te like blood work and stuff like that, if it's necessary, if there's a dog that's presenting a problem or a cat. Um, we also vaccinate them for distemper, parvo, um, and all of the rabies and bordetella, which is kennel cough in layman terms. Um, and, and, then, and some of these, like rabies, are required by the city rabies before, is required. Yeah, yes. before they can be adopted out. So, yeah. But you're taking care of, of making sure that the animals aren't going to come home, so to speak, with uh, something that may be detrimental to their health. Exactly. And okay. if we do find something that we financially cannot afford, um, we let people know. You know, when they want to adopt this animal, we say, hey this is the issue this animal has and we can't afford to treat it but we want you to know about it and this could range from this could range diabetic from cat which i yeah. had at one point and you know a slew of other things absolutely okay yep. we do have a caller if you have something that you want to talk about it, what we're talking about or something else phone lines to call are 674-4443 or 672-5763 we have a caller waiting go ahead yeah good morning um I just, this is off the subject of the animal shelter, but anyway, I was just wondering, maybe down the road, if you have a county commissioner on the program, or who would you call at the courthouse about their parking lot out there? That thing is a 
falling apart, and I was wondering if there's any plans maybe to get that sealed and fixed. Oh, um, what parking lot specifically are you talking about? Well, the, the north north one right across the street there for customers that parked it got business. Right. Yeah, I know. I asked because when I go to the courthouse and cover a district court, um, I park there now because the parking's kind of atrocious around the courthouse right now with all the uh, construction going on. And I agree. That is probably the worst parking lot I've ever driven in in my entire life. Yeah, you can't really navigate the pothole because no. there's nowhere to go. you got to go. <laughs> it's right, a pothole right through, to pothole. It, 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 well, they're not even potholes. They're like huge sinkholes. I mean, you lose your tire. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're, chuck it's holes. Bad. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. They're not chuck holes. They're Charles holes. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I, that was all I had, and okay. I appreciate it. Thank okay. you. You bet. I noticed that as well because after they started the construction there on that Brook Street project, that mm. whole parking lot there was, you know, you, it's except for the very back of it yes which is full by the time you get yep. there usually so which is no big deal but anyway yeah i had to park in the other <laughs> one and i pulled into that lot and i don't think it's owned by the county is it i, I don't think so honestly I, I don't it's know, parking though. for a lot of those businesses, businesses. right there as well so, so it, i think it's a community quote unquote parking lot, lot. But boy, you're the hidden kid, and that thing needs some it, serious yeah, work. I think no one wants to take responsibility for that mess that is, because it is. It, it is really bad. Yeah. It is. It is tough to actually drive through there without basically just going. Okay, I need new shocks. <laughs> I started to leave the last time I covered the county commission meeting, and I started to go north and go to the very northwest corner there to go out right and i had to go around <laughs> and get into quote unquote the in the in lane to get around this canyon that was there and this gal started to come in there and realize that you know she's looking my bumper straight in the face and she's looking at me like what are you doing and so i went ahead and pulled out into traffic and as soon as she got in there she stopped i saw her taillights come on and she's like oh i get it now yeah. Oh, yeah. You do not want to be drinking coffee uh-uh. while you're driving through that lot. Not unless you want to wear it. Even with a, a good to-go cup, you're going to be you're going to be wearing the coffee. Well, that's something that we can do. Let's ask yeah, a good poll question yes. for that next week. Okay. So we'll have to talk to the city and the county and figure out who's who's responsible for yeah. that and see if we can get something done. You know, a, jo- a joint effort, perhaps. Let's hope. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit more about the the shelter funding because that's the poll question this week. And people were pretty much uh, okay, for the most part, with their tax dollars going to fund this. Some, not so much. Right. If, if we have people that were out there that, that don't believe their tax dollars should go, give us a call. Mm-hmm. Let us know why. You know, just Yeah, I'd like to hear. Exactly. I mean, not that we're going to pick on anybody. No. We just would like to know what exactly you're thinking. It's always good to get feedback. Yep. Exactly. You know, I mean, there are, I'm sure are some valid concerns. Yeah. I'm sure. You know, I, I do know that there are some there are some city council members that, are, that, that aren't necessarily against it, but would like to know what's all being done, what the money's being spent, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that those things should be yes. transparent. I, I 100% agree. That you know, don't just write them a blank check. Yep. But yeah, I I think that 
funding this is is more important. Well, I shouldn't say more important, but it is important. But it should be transparent. Okay, well, you know, this is going to the vaccination program. This is going to help feed the animals. Mm -hmm. And whatever it is that we're sending to these uh, animal shelters is is not enough. At least it appears that way. I agree. Um, my wife was on the board at St. Francis for a lot of years. And I remember her doing all kinds of, of fundraising efforts to help just feed the animals mm -hmm. and it, you know and a lot of times these volunteers or the board members on these uh, animal shelters will buy cat litter mm -hmm. or or food yeah, out, out of their, their own, own pocket, pocket. Yep. to to help with these animals just because they love those animals so much and they can't bear to see them not be fed or to not have kitty litter or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be so in a lot of instances i think these these shelters are they're running on bare minimum yeah. as it is and so to take funding away from them i think is maybe a detriment to them it's a detriment to the community i, I mean <clears throat> i don't really see how community shelters don't benefit the community i mean you can look around the united states and and uh, municipalities that don't fund their shelters have all sorts of issues. I mean, big issues, not not you know overcrowded shelter issues. They have feral cat issues. They mm -hmm. have I mean they have a lot of stray dog issues. Right. I mean packs of dogs running around communities. I, I don't think people want that. No, you would think not. Absolutely you, you not. Would think not. We do have a caller. Uh, caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, I've been interested. I've been interested in the shelter um, just following it and believe it should be funded, certainly, and it is a community service. I just have a couple of questions maybe um, your guests could address. Uh, different times a shelter comes out with the cost per animal to care for, for instance, one cat, one dog. I would like to know if she would let us know what that is and just speak to that a little bit. And the second question I have is, I believe the shelter is a no-kill shelter, which means that, uh, of course, animals aren't euthanized. So what is the process? Do you just hold them? Do you ship them? Is there additional cost to our shelter uh, because of that program? Uh, these are just questions I have, so perhaps she could give me some answers. Great, great, Thank you. Great questions. And I Those was going to bring that up because, yes, the is your shelter a no-kill shelter? We are a no-kill shelter, so yes. St. Francis and Sheridan both are no-kill shelters, mm -hmm. so that does create uh, more expense. Because, And you're right. There are cats at St. Francis that have been there for months, years. Yep. And they don't get, you know, but it, I'm, I, I'm getting okay. ahead of myself. <laughs> Cindy, the Cindy Pop with uh, Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, go ahead and you can answer the questions better than I can. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll answer the first question. Um, in general, um, to house an animal, it is $16 a day. And that's just the average. And that'll, you know, depend on a cat or a dog um whether that dog has medical issues or the cat has medical issues or the rabbit <laughs> all of the things um so that's one of the things um the second question is we are a no-kill shelter and it does 
uh, kind of up the price there a little bit just because we have had a cat that has been there for five years. She actually just got adopted a couple months ago, thank goodness. But um, it does make things a little harder. Um, we do oftentimes transfer them out if they've been there a long time. Um, we transfer them to other no-kill shelters, and sometimes we'll take trades because most shelters are really full, and they'll trade us, you know, an animal that they've had forever to try and get a new adoption pool going, more interest, stuff like that. So it's not just statewide, it's regional, sometimes even national. Yeah. Um, we've taken dogs specifically from um, shelters in New Mexico, from, you know, shelters that have taken dogs from Mexico. Um, we've, they transfer them to us. So we try to help out as much as we can when we can. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had a question, and, it, and it, only because my own experience, we, we adopted a cat from the shelter, oh, when did we get him? Five, six years ago, I think, ish, mm -hmm. you know, quite a long time ago, and he's, and he's a great cat. But we lost one of our cats, uh, died, you know, mm -hmm. at the time. And so, according to my wife, I was kind of mopey. <laughs> so, and I didn't think anything of it, and she's like, let's go, let's go. We're going to go to the shelter mm -hmm. and we're going to find. I'm like, yeah, sure, or whatever. <laughs> so we walked into the cat room and this cat just attached himself to me for whatever reason. And I guess that happens quite frequently. Mm -hmm. And those are usually the best friendships, I guess, that, that come out of that situation. But the reason I, I brought that up mm -hmm. is because the cat room that they have in at St. Francis, there are cats that have been there forever. Yeah. But they don't seem to be really all that upset that nobody's adopting them. I mean, they're, the, the cats seem to be pretty well adjusted to that situation yeah. compared to cats. Do you... Dogs. Or dogs. Yep. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, is that the case? Have you noticed that? Because dogs, when you walk through there, they seem to know yes. that people are coming through and, hey, I, I have a chance to yeah. go home. And then they seem kind of, you know, sad when it doesn't happen. When you walk right. by the, right. the, the, the kennel. Is that the case? Have you so noticed I that? Think, I think it is the case, but I think it's the nature of cats the and animal. dogs. Yeah. Um, cats are a little more independent. They adapt better to new situations usually and they kind of just hang out where they are they just are like this is what's going on you know they I'm sometimes okay most of them don't need people right. <laughs> <laughs> um and dogs are just by nature a little more attached to people um so yeah they do get a little upset you know and they you know most dogs will adapt very well to the kennel situation I, they get a pretty good life there um, but, you know, they do like to see people come in, and they do get excited, and then when they leave, they're like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> he didn't want me. He didn't want me. <laughs> well, I, I just, that's one thing that I kind of, and, and I didn't know if it was me just putting that on the animal or if it was actually the case, but yeah, it seemed like it was kind of <clears throat> that way. I think it's more, I mean, people do tend to put human emotions onto animals, and it's a little, they have more simplistic emotions than people do um it's more the excitement of seeing people mm -hmm. than you know they think they're going to get adopted they don't know you know they don't know anything different usually you know that's going to be their life for a while they don't know that oh this person might take me home they just are seeing oh 
this person's going to come in and pet me and give me treats, and that's awesome. So it's not like they're thinking, like, really, you know, oh, I could have gone home with that person if I'd played it right. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a human emotion. That's a human emotion, yes, yep. So they're okay. The the animals are pretty well well. adjusted. They're pretty well adjusted. Absolutely. They get out, I mean, honestly, they get out more than my dogs. They get out almost all day long. They get walks at least three to four times a week um, on our walking path out back. They get treats all the time. Sometimes they have heated floors. I don't know if that's something people know. Um, so in the winter, they just lay out on the floors because it's so warm. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, that's that's better than a cold floor. Do you, yeah. Do you still have that uh, that program where people can volunteer and walk the dogs? Absolutely. Yep. We're that's how they get walked. Well, um, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's great that you brought it up. We we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and take a break right there, but we'll come back and we'll talk about volunteers because that's also an important aspect of the shelters that you have to have. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, we'll be back right after this on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Come experience the thrill of driving a true powerhouse HD truck. Wearing Sheridan Chevrolet has in stock right now the all-new 2024 Silverado 2500 HD and iridescent pearl 6.6 liter turbo diesel. Wearing Chevrolet has many other trucks from heavy haulers to light duties with low miles. Stop by and explore over 80 vehicles, including Tahoes and Suburbans that are in stock with more arriving. Wearing Chevrolet 107 East Alger open Saturdays till 4. Do you think that on tonight's episode of The Bassler, Finn will meet the gill of his dreams? With his intimacy issues, he may never find romance. Oh man, maybe we should just surf the net over to sharedmedia.com and check out the Fisher Bass Off contest instead. The photo contest that runs now through Labor Day? Yeah, you can enter by clicking the contest page, click on the Fisher Bass Off banner, and enter daily for a chance to win a $500 gift card to Shipton's and Blowdorn Lumber. Bet, we can tune it in next week. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer along with Ron Richter and our guest host this morning, Cindy Pop, who is with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, who we asked to come in and kind of be our in-studio in expert, I guess, on <laughs> yep. shelters yeah, and whatnot. Guest host is just so blasé. Yeah. <laughs> expert. Yes. There we go. Expert on. host. Yeah, expert. expert. Right, we, we could just remove host. Just I have be been like there for our, five years. Our, so. our expert in the <laughs> studio today. There you go. Yeah. It works. So what prompted this is a few weeks back, the uh, St. Francis Animal Shelter Board in, in Buffalo had gone to the city council. Apparently the council had, oh, I don't think they made a decision, but we're talking about defunding the uh, shelter, which prompted a, a huge backlash from the community. There was a huge backlash on social oh, yeah. media. There was. I mean, I, I'm not a big social media person, but 
I saw a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was... People were upset. Yes. Definitely. So that got us thinking if people were, were still in support of their tax dollars going to these shelters, whether it be in Sheridan, Buffalo, wherever, uh, which prompted us to bring you in. So mm -hmm. we're, that's why Cindy is here, is to talk about this. And uh, I guess we do have a caller. So, caller, you're on the Jackson Electric open line. Go ahead. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I, I would like to speak to something other than the dog and cat shelter, but to say very much appreciate the dog and cat shelter, very much appreciate the rabies clinic. But beyond okay. that, what I want to talk about briefly okay. is this. People may or may not be aware that City Council in Sheridan, by a first uh, reading of an ordinance, has accepted a development on East 5th Street called Story House. Now, there has to be three readings of this. But what they've done and moved forward, and also by uh, a grant from, partial grant from uh, Water Development Commission are studying bringing water and sewer to Story House. And I'll repeat the name so people can maybe have it stick in their mind. What Story House is is an effort in part at attainable housing. What this is is this land trust being created by ARP money, $2.5 million worth of American Rescue Plan federal funding to create attainable housing, low-income housing is what it is. And by so doing, the tenants in the structures, the homes, whatever they consist of, townhouses, separate houses, whatever, that's to be determined, the tenants don't own the land. They'll never own the land. They will own the structure, which will not accelerate in value, which means that the taxation applied to this development is not the same as taxation as it applies to other areas of a more traditional development, where perhaps your house or my house might be located. This is a special niche. Well, Story House has made a serious run for this ARP money, and also they have approached CEDA, Sheridan Education Economic Development Authority. CEDA wants a new place for its new high-tech business park kind of like the one out there where Weatherby and Vacutech are, but this one will be perhaps, perhaps, this is a favored choice, at Story House. Well, CETA also operates on taxpayer money. It borrows from the Wyoming Business Council to build the structures that you have tenants in. So you've got a development here that's getting serious push, but my criticism is simply this. This is not a fair playing field. The taxpayers, writ large on the federal level and locally on Wyoming Business Council level, are paying for the lift of this development. The city will be bringing water and sewer at some cost to this area. Right now it's about 178 acres of Prairie Dog Town. They have no development plats, none at this point. But we are annexing them as a B1 with a concept of what they might be doing there. Problem is, down the road, the taxpayer is on the hook in perpetuity to maintain the gutters, the sidewalks, uh, the water and sewer, everything attendant to this. 
if it was a normal subdivision tract in which there's some skin in the game by uh, costs, by banks and builders and developers, that might be one thing. But this is all predicated to a certain extent on, on serious taxpayer money to get her done. It'll be attainable housing to a certain extent and perhaps CETA to a certain extent. It's too vague to, to do the numbers on. And I want to finish by saying the only other thing I've seen that reminds me of this, and the outcome was it, w it was pulled out of the fire and, and uh, attended to by a, a private sector developer, but from 07 through 10, York Place was a disaster, and it was going to be affordable housing. We lost, the city of Sheridan did, $100,000 in taxpayer money when York Place went to a uh, tax sale. By uh, The courts ordered a tax sale on it. Nothing was built there. It's too big a conversation to go into. But I wish people would pay attention because Story House is a big nothing sandwich right now, but there's a lot of hard work to make something out of it, and the taxpayers will be on the hook for this. And that's what I wanted to say. So thanks. Okay. Thank you. Um, I don't know enough about that really to really say anything. I guess I'm going to have to look into that and see well, what's I, going on. I, I understand I, it's affordable housing. Yes, and it, the, the proposed Veterans Village is out there, and there's some other things and whatnot. There's there's a lot of things being proposed, but it's a large annexation, and it's 175 acres of property on East 5th Street that's being annexed, and it's been uh, um, approved once now. Um, Two more readings, of course, for an ordinance. Mm -hmm. and So my question is, the city, as the caller said, is going to be bringing in water and sewer to this uh, subdivision. That's this, my understanding? annexation, yeah. Okay. That, that's why it's being annexed into so they can the do city. This. Yes. Okay. So if, if the city is bringing this in and it's going to help with affordable housing, um, blah, 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 um, that to me doesn't appear to be a bad thing. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I, I think if tax dollars are going to be used, I would like to see it go to help the community in general mm -hmm. as opposed to, and, and nobody wants to see their taxes go up. But if you take the taxes that are there and put them back into programs that are helping the community, I think that's kind of the point, right? Yeah, that that's the benefit of a tax. Okay. I, I don't know if it, is there somebody getting their pockets lined on this. I mean, I yeah, well, someone's pockets are lined on everything. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you want to be frank about it, let's just true. Let's just cut the BS and say that really, I mean, nothing gets done without someone benefiting from it financially. That is just the way of the world. That's well, capitalism. Sure, it's, wash my back, I'll wash yours. Yeah. Gotcha, type thing. Okay. Um, this week's poll question. Let's go through that again, Ron. That was. Uh, we were talking about shelters and do people still feel that their tax dollars should go to fund their local shelters whether sheridan buffalo whatever and so the poll came out as what let me grab the results here maybe you... it changed it did not it did last <laughs> week remember that why we're yeah, on the air, while we're on the air had votes come in uh, yeah. first northern bank of wyoming poll question do you agree with your tax dollars going to support local animal shelters 
326 people said yes, 143 said no, and 14 are still wondering. Okay. So there's that. And getting back to Cindy Pop, who is with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, we talked a little bit about, or touched on this, I mm. should say, about volunteers. And that is one of the biggest helps for shelters in general. It, yeah. What would happen if volunteers disappeared? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I mean, what would you seriously be looking at? You have a handful of people that work there. Yep. That is a loaded question. Right. That is a loaded so that, question. And that's kind of what I was getting <laughs> after is what, what would happen. So I'll shut um, up and let you talk. Go ahead. So first of all, our dog walker program would be no more. Um, and unfortunately, the staff do not have time between cleaning, feeding, letting the dogs out to run to walk the dogs so that would be kiboshed there would be they would not get out for walks and at the moment they get out at least three to four times um, a week or for at least one walk in the morning um we things would just really slow down we'd probably have to open later stay open a le like less hours just because it would take so much longer to clean um, our volunteer base at the moment isn't huge, but we do appreciate the ones we have. We have volunteers that come in, I think, three to four days a week and help us clean in the mornings, and that is a huge help. Um, typically, my cat staff, we come in at 7.30 every morning, and my cat staff sometimes don't take lunches until 2 p.m., <laughs> Um, because they are not done cleaning. Um, we always push for them to get their lunch, and they do, but it's they don't get done cleaning till like two, three o'clock in the afternoon, and then they have to immediately start closing. So it's just, you know, you, they go straight from cleaning in the morning, cleaning all the kennels. We have over 100 cats right now, um, which is part of the reason it takes so long. Um, so they don't, get a break hardly i mean they all take their breaks but it's just go 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 from the minute you get there at 7 30 so and that's um, just one aspect that's just the cat department right let's let's stop right there we do have a caller uh <clears throat> caller go ahead you're on the jackson electric open line go ahead good morning Hello. good morning go ahead uh i've got a small uh um point on the cat and dog shelter i, sure. I just want to thank all the volunteers that do it because i'm uh, myself pretty uh on board with the volunteerist idea um but uh, uh the point i wanted to to point out or or let people know because that tucker carlson was uh off of fox news the case but i think uh it's the him uh, having the anti-war voices on his show and the other day he was pointing out that the the ceo of blackrock was meeting in ukraine doing deals and uh blackrock itself is a uh, becoming part of um, um, that uh, group that is um, private partnership, that public-private partnership. And we saw that happening and how 
public reacted with uh, Bud Light, and now it's reacting with the Fox News. Um, there is a voice, and we're not. Uh, there's a lot of support for peace and quit the the war war in because uh, we're getting the word out that uh, supporting Nazis in Ukraine is not one of the morals that we're going to just sidestep. So thank you for your program. You all take care and die free. Well, th- okay. thanks for supporting thank the volunteers at the dog and cat shelter. Yes, thank you so much. Um, Cindy, let's go back to one more caller. Okay. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Good morning, caller. I think they hung up. Well, we don't have a caller. Okay, let's go back to volunteers. (laughs) Cindy, uh, you mentioned that that was just one aspect of volunteerism Mm -hmm. at the shelter was just the cats. And that's like an all-day process, you said, or pretty much. So what other things do volunteers do at the shelter? Because... You, as quote-unquote an administrator, you've got things that you need to do. So if you had to, I'm sure you ha- you would clean, do whatever you needed oh, to do. Oh, all but, the time, actually. <laughs> but there are other things that your time could be do- used better for. Yes. Okay. Tell us. So um, I do, I mean, obviously I manage the staff, and I do do a lot of cleaning. Um, but I also <laughs> am the front I am one of the front desk people, so I've got to manage that. And I actually am kind of building our volunteer base up from the ground from COVID. You know, a lot of our volunteers left over that. So I feel like, and there wasn't a lot of groundwork done with our volunteer programs. Um, So I'm coming up with manuals, I'm coming up with procedures. Um, doing the orientations for the volunteers. Um, So that takes up quite a bit of my time, and it takes time to write manuals. I mean, I can find, you know, like... um, Templates. Yeah, templates online, but I have to change them, read through them, change them to fit us. And so that's taken a lot of my time. Um, And then our foster program as well. We don't have very many fosters. I'm trying to build that up. Um, Also, an aspect I didn't... Yes. Yep. Remember. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Important. And come kitten season, which is now, <laughs> um, our fosters are very important because we do not have the means to take care of orphan kittens or even lit, you know, multiple litters of kittens that come in or even, you know, dogs. It gives us a lot of room to work with if we have more fosters and it gets them seen by the community better. So... And one of the things that I've seen, because as I said, my wife was on the St. Francis mm-hmm. board, so she had friends that were on there as well. So when they have these foster parents or foster mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, foster people, when these cats come in, a lot of times they're feral. Yes. And they have to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Like tamed. Um, yeah, tamed. Kind of. Socialized. <laughs> Socialized. Thank you. Yeah. So, and that takes time and effort and Absolutely. patience big mm, time lots before we, these these cats are even remotely adoptable. close to be yeah exactly we have actually two cats that i can think of right off the top of my head that one of my staff members chelsea um she worked with them probably for six months um to 
socialize them with people and now they are the sweetest cats i mean they used to be cats that you would wear welding gloves and be scared mm -hmm. to go in their kennel you know because they would attack you and now they're up front um one's name is ganon and the other is Ricochet, and they are just the most lovable cats. I love both of them. They drool on you, and they rub their head <laughs> on you. And so she does a lot of our feral cat socialization, and she does a very good job at it. That, to me, is just crazy, because these cats come in, and by nature, animals in general, by nature, are, well, I guess dogs aren't. I guess that would be the exception. But when animals are born, their initial reaction to human beings is to be scared. Actually, not, dogs are too. Are they? We get a lot of feral dogs in from um, from the reservations, oh, um, from okay. not even the reservations here, but other reservations we take them in. And even dogs that aren't socialized properly when they're puppies, even if they are in a home with people, if they only ever see those people they will be naturally scared of other people, of other people. or yeah. if they're life on a chain or if life on a chain yeah i how many times have you seen that in your life where you drive by and you see animals that are chained up in the back entirely too many too and many. that i just don't get i don't get it are they part of the family or are they not yeah they're a possession our dogs and our cats obviously our cats are indoor cats mm -hmm. but our dogs are in, in they sleep on the bed for God's sake. Yep. Yep. Now, granted, they're not Great Danes, they're Shelties, you know, but, <laughs> you know, so there again, big difference. But I mean, they, you know, they go outside, they do their thing, they go play, they come in the house, they're part of the family. Yep. I just don't understand chaining yep. them up in the backyard and leaving them there for posterity. Yeah, Crazy. it's a weird uh, psychology. Okay. We're going to go ahead and take a break right there. This is the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll take a break. Come back right after this. Plug into Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Who loves the people of Buffalo and their businesses? Range does. And they want you to stop by their pop-up event on Friday, June 16th from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Crazy Woman Square. Range is all about supporting the local and Main Street businesses that make Buffalo special and they're showing their appreciation with a celebration pop on down for free coffee juice and donuts and if you're a downtown buffalo business with range fiber then chat with their team to learn about their exciting internet service plan on friday june 16th 8 a.m to 11 a.m at crazy woman square on main street in buffalo at legacy diamond and gems they have a wide selection of estate jewelry including gold silver and platinum with new items arriving weekly now is the perfect time to stop in items include pre-owned rolex watches vintage and modern rings pendants earrings and more all at great values they're also buyers of gold silver and platinum jewelry paying maximum prices for diamonds and fine gemstones so hurry in to legacy diamond and gems where quality and value are always in style legacy diamond and gems 11 north main street downtown sheridan please join us on saturday june 17th for the bighorn volunteer fire department's annual pancake breakfast it will be from 7 to 10 a.m at the fire station in beautiful downtown bighorn 
This is our way of saying thank you for all of the great community support we get throughout the year. There will be a raffle for some great prizes. That's the Bighorn Volunteer Fire Department's annual pancake breakfast, Saturday, June 17th, from 7 to 10 a.m. at the fire station in Bighorn. See you there. Celebrate Flag Day by setting off fireworks from Whizbang Fireworks. Whizbang Fireworks is open today through Wednesday, June 14th, from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. for you to purchase fireworks and celebrate our flag. From bottle rockets to Roman candles, missiles, fountains, cones, assortment packs, they have a selection for your Flag Day celebration. Whizbang Fireworks is located on North Main Street behind Pizza Hut. Celebrate Flag Day and set off fireworks from Whizbang Fireworks. Open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. through June 14th. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and our guest uh, expert <laughs> in stuff is in Cindy Pop, a Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter. And what we were talking about is the poll question this week essentially is, do you, do you agree with your tax dollars going to help support your local shelter? And three to one was yes. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty overwhelming, yeah, but pretty I was still a little surprised there were... That there were people so, no. were thinking, and it's who knows. Why, I, I think why the woman that called in earlier, though, that had the questions, though, they were good, Those valid, were good questions, yes, mm-hmm. good, legitimate questions, because people should have questions, right? And we, as we, as we said earlier, transparency in where people's money is getting spent is mm-hmm. the uh, priority one, or it should yes. be. Yes. So as long as you know somebody's not sticking this money in their pocket and leaving and going somewhere which is not happening don't no. think that <laughs> but as long as something like that is not happening i think that uh, the money is well spent and as we said earlier i think that the shelters are running on a shoestring budget as it is and i think they need as much help as i can possibly get do you guys do fundraisers up here for sheridan Dog we and do shelter? um we actually just did well not just i guess i suppose in february we did um our critter carnival explain um, that so we were up at landon's and we came up with a bunch of like kind of carnival games um you know like a plastic pool with little ducks and you just give a donation and you get to play the game and you can win prizes we collected um donated stuffed animals to give out as prizes and we tied little kennel card like not kennel cards but um little pictures with descriptions of the animals on the necks of the teddy bears uh you know we sold little bakery stuff one of my staff made a whole bunch of cookies and um muffins and stuff like that cupcakes that we you know gave as a donate you know you could buy them as a donation or with a donation and a lot of people will buy those and then donate them back don't they, they? Well, no, they were actually no? four people, so right. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I, <laughs> they could I've have. seen that like St. Francis, some of their their uh, fundraisers were, mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy whatever, and then and they then just donate it donate back it and back. let somebody else donate. They were good again. cupcakes, so <laughs> they, they, <went. laughs> they were not given back. <laughs> they were really good. <laughs> See, like with me being diabetic, I would do that. You know? Yeah, I'll pay you such and such. Here you go. Um, but yeah, a lot of people came. A lot of people donated. We brought puppies. We brought dogs. We had cats. For people to pet see. Yeah, okay. see all the pets and play the games. Kids loved it. Uh, we got a lot of donations from that. People were very generous, and it was a fun event. Um, so we're thinking of doing that again next year because it was so successful. And was um, this the first year you'd done it? This was the first year we did it. Um, 
our dog lead, Emmy, she came up with the idea and she did most of the planning for it. That is one thing I'm very thankful for is I have people in positions and they take initiative and they come up with these great ideas and are very creative and are very creative and they just take the lead on it i mean i just kind of oversee it and i think that's how it should be you know i oversee and i say okay this is going to work you know come up with this and that and i don't have to spearhead everything myself (laughs) and so i'm very grateful for the staff i have because they're awesome Donations to the shelters. Mm-hmm. You, how how prevalent is that in, it's in huge. Sheridan here? I mean, do a lot of people donate? Actually, yes. Okay. Um, there are quite a few people that donate, and it is wonderful. Um, you know, some people donate to specific programs. You know, we get donations in specifically for the spay-neuter vouchers um, and specifically, you know, for certain things. And then some people just donate for whatever we may need at the time. And we can put that kind of like towards our medical budget or whatever is kind of lacking at the time. We can, if you give, you know, something that's not specified for a certain program, we can kind of delegate it to a program that's lacking. Okay. Yeah. I know that the shelter in Buffalo, I'm sure this happens here too. Mm -hmm. People will show up with kitty litter or food or Mm -hmm. what toys. Blankets, all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. All the time. You get these donations. So those are very welcome. Those are very welcome and very much needed. Um, We are lucky enough to get our food donated by the Mars Company. Uh Um, So we get IMS and pedigree from them for our dogs and cats. Um, But any food, you know, dog or cat, whatever kind of food that comes in, we actually give that back to the community. So people can call in and say, hey, I'm struggling at the moment. I need food for my dogs or food for my cats. And if we have that donated food, we give it out back, you know, give it all back to the public. I see, very good. So volunteerism, donations are still very much needed, even though these shelters are being funded by our tax dollars. And we still need more tax dollars to go towards this. Yes. Unbelievable. I don't have anything else, Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Cindy, uh, here's your opportunity. Uh, If you want to talk to the community about uh, Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, what would you like to say? You know, I hadn't put much thought into it. Put you on the spot. Yeah, put me on the spot, why don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, you know, I've been there five years. Um, I'm actually a vet tech. I started out five years ago I was supposed to be the vet tech within like half a year but our vet tech at the time didn't retire so I was a kennel staff for about a year and a half and then I became the vet tech and I got the opportunity for um, being the operations manager Um, so I've seen a lot of things and the community here is just amazing in helping out with the shelter with donations blankets I mean people are always willing to give to what we need and it's just amazing. Okay, Ron, let's touch on the uh, the uh, poll question real quick because yeah. we're this came up with the Buffalo City Council and the St. Francis Shelter where there was some question as to whether or not it was going to get funded. So the that prompted the poll question, which was the first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question: Do you agree with your tax dollars going to support local animal shelters? Uh, overwhelmingly, 326 people said yes. 143 said no and 14 undecided. So, 
I was still, it's overwhelming, but I was still a little surprised we're 143. But Yeah. Again, I wish people would have called in and said, hey, this is why I don't. I don't support it or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. But, or, or had you know. questions and concerns. Sure. Like the one woman, she and had some, that's why some pretty good legitimate yeah, So people could call questions. in and ask questions of her because she is the expert. And people can always call at the shelter, too. I, like I said, questions. I work the front desk um, every day. We're open Tuesday through Saturday, and I'm always answering phones. So. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's going to about do it. That's Cindy Pop. Thank you for joining us. You were with yes. the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter. If people have questions, as you said, they can call in Absolutely. and ask. If you want to volunteer, they can call up and volunteer. Mm-hmm. Or if they want to donate food, whatever. I did, did have one question I forgot to get to. How many volunteers do you have and how many is your goal to have? Oh, good question. Yeah. So at the moment, oh boy. How many volunteers do we have? Um, <laughs> not enough. Yeah, not yeah. enough. I'm at least 10 volunteers, and most of those are dog walkers. But there are two to three cats, uh, cat volunteers that help in the mornings. Um, and then we just have some that sporadically come in and just help with whatever we need. So it's kind of hard to keep a hard number because they're not regular. They're, they're Most some of them just... are regular, but some of them do just kind of come right. in and say, hey, what do you need done? You know, what can I do for you today? And we come up with something. I mean, always laundry <laughs> is a huge one. One of the things that I did see on your uh, website mm-hmm. is, and I didn't realize this, but when you have volunteers, say it's an eight-year-old kid, mm-hmm. There are certain things that they can't do on their, yes. on their own, correct? Um, I mean, we, they have to have an adult with them. That or... young, they do. Re- we do require that they have an adult just because of the liability. Um, we don't always know, with especially with dogs. So they can't walk dogs on their own just because some of these dogs come in and we don't know how they're going to interact with children. Um, it could go very well or it could go very bad, and we don't want to be responsible for anyone getting hurt. Um, and that obviously happens less the older you are um and same with the cat area uh most of the time we'll take the younger kids in in the cat area it's a lot easier they can brush the cats they can brush cat trees dust things off do some laundry do some dishes but you know it does get hard and they are children still so (laughs) so it's not across the board where oh we've got you know 20 volunteers well, you don't necessarily have 20 volunteers that can do everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So even though you appreciate it, there are certain things that are restricted. Restricted, yep. Okay, yep. gotcha. All right, well, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, Cindy Pop, thank you for joining us with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter. Thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And that's going to do it on this week's Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Ron, we will see you next week. Arrivederci. Okay, see ya. Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930.